Yeah, Sco- Scooby-Doo had the first edibles. Oh, for sure. Mm. For sure. That was pretty much the whole show. <laughs> yeah, Scooby yeah. Snacks. Yeah, Scooby Snacks. But his homeboy, his sidekick, got him. Shaggy. Shaggy. Shaggy was definitely getting into the bag. Yeah, Shaggy right? was a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> Shaggy was a big-ass drug dealer. Hey, boys. It's nice to be back on The Unrestricted. Good to be back. Yeah, yeah, finally back. You know, Fiesta wore us out. You know, it was not a good week to Fuck be doing Fiesta. it. Fuck Fiesta. Really? Fuck Fiesta. Let's go there. Right off the bat. No, and it's really just the one, and it's really just the parades. It took me 45 minutes to get to my office from the Pearl, which normally takes me five. Mm-hmm. Why do we need to close off every road? Like every close road. close off every road, or is it well, just pretty much Maine? Well, every road here in downtown. Ah, uh, is that right? Yeah. It was, it was a mess. It I had to drop... Rico off um, as close as I could get to the St. Anthony on Saturday. Sure. And we got him within eight blocks. Man, that, yeah, that does turn into a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Unless you're part of the King Antonio Brigade, which whoop, whoop. With that, that goes everywhere, it seems. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, yeah, my I God. I can't tell yeah. you how many times I got behind that brigade last week. Six, eight, maybe? Like, a lot. I mean, that was a more organized convoy than a convoys I've seen in, like, Afghanistan. <laughs> it, it really was. And probably more protected. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, as a cavalier, you got to be, like, nursing your wounds. I mean, that is a hard... Y'all go hard. Yeah, it's, it, it's a lot. You just got to pick and choose your battles. Is that what you do? Yeah, I don't do it well, all. Well, for the guys that have to do it all, I just... Honestly, I don't... Uh, my hat is off to you guys for partying like you're 25, like... At 45 or 50, it's pretty amazing that they can survive. Hey, and can I get a bit, in on, a bit in on that bronze horse that you all put down the river during the parade? Um, it might be back in New Orleans. Damn. Oh. Well, I'm an idiot. I had something What'd happen to me. Okay, so I had a father-son camp out at Camp Lahana, my son's first entree. Oh, you were the father. Old camp. And, okay. Yes. And I took my son out there, and we had this you know wonderful weekend. It's supposed to be just this way cool thing. And it was. And we started playing Fathers versus Sons Angle Ball. Anybody ever heard of that? Can't say that I have, Jeff. I think it's pretty much unique to the camp. It's like a combination of two-below football, basketball, and, like, um, Ultimate Frisbee all rolled into one. It's really, really fun. So we're playing it for, like, a half hour. You don't need to look it up. I'll, I'll... Continue. I can multitask. Okay. So I get the ball. About 20 minutes into the game, and I haven't had the ball much because there's so many people on the field. And I got like five 12-year-olds in front of me, Richie, and I'm like, I'm dusting these mofos. So you're going to outrun them or run them over? No, you can't really run them over. It's not like tackle football. You got to juke them. So I throw a jig on these five kids and just wipe them out. Is there something wrong with him taking glee and schooling school children no they're out there on the field they know what they're up to tough tough the the poetic justice is he's gonna get hurt i take i i hit the jets after the juke bro the jets the jets the the famous jeff vexler jets they haven't been fired up puff they have not been fired up in a while and i take about five good strides and dust these kids and then snap Right hamstring yep. just rolls right up all the way to the bottom of my buttock. And I'm I'm like, I roll around like I've been shot in the back of the leg with a 30-30. Yep. And my son, of course, happens to be 
right at the spot where I come to a stop rolling, and he's just over me laughing, mm-hmm. dying laughing. Mm-hmm. I'm in such pain. I had no idea a torn hamstring hurt this bad. It does, folks. It's a lot like being shot in the back of the leg with like a blow dart or something. Well, and guess what? Because you're never going to be in any better shape than you are right now. It only goes downhill from here. I, I'm aware. So I'm rolling on the ground. Then I get up, and one of the 12-year-olds whose asses I'd left in the dust comes up to me, and he looks me in the eyes because he's literally my height. And he says, you are the fastest dad I have ever seen. And I'm in such pain that I'm like, not right now! My leg is fucking lava! So they wheel me to the infirmary, put me on ice the rest of the night. I basically spend the better part of the next three days with ice on the back of my leg, hobbling around. It, it, really a bad decision. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. It was so stupid. I, uh, I don't even pretend. You don't even fake it anymore? No. I feel like if you'd been out there with me, you would have like... There was a, ch- no? there was a time yeah. the last 10 years where I thought... With enough preparation, I'll get out there and I'll show them what it's all about. But that time's gone. Well, I just learned. It is, it is over with and it is gone. And I will never try it again. Yeah. I'm such an idiot. So we well, had to miss. Yeah, go I, ahead. I mean, I will tell you. <laughs> Angle Ball was actually founded. In, in, uh, let me guess. Navy SEALs. No. World oh. War II military. Okay. Founded to keep World War II servicemen fit prior to deployment. It is a super fun game. I'm surprised it's not more widespreadly played. Um, we do have a lot to get to on this yes, show. Yes, we do. We only have X number of minutes. So let's get to it. We got the NBA. We got the NFL draft. I've got a golf story I, I got to tell you guys. Um, so let's go. First NFL draft. I'm sure you guys were locked and loaded on it. I was a little bit busy. Saw the first round. Did not see much of the latter rounds. Um, let's start with the Cowboys. How do we feel? I feel decent. They have a really, they do really good job on their first round picks. If you look at the past, lately they have ten years. They yeah. they really like this defensive tackle out of Michigan. He's big. He's freaky athletic. And when they draft defensive line, they seem to get it right. Well, the last time they drafted a first round defensive lineman, they drafted uh, Russell Maryland, and he did pretty good for them. Wait a minute, that's the last time we took a first round defensive lineman. Interior defensive. Oh, lineman. interior. This guy. Okay, this I was guy. Thinking Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's we didn't do good guys. on Taco, but whatever. Yeah, uh, this guy is is a beast in the middle. So he's he's, he's got nose tackle looks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Okay. He his his quote is, I, "When I was born, I I came out lifting weights." <laughs> My mama says I looks looks like I did push ups. But in, he's also like a, a serious intellectual too, right? I mean, I don't know. Would he be your phone a friend? I don't know, but like, I I think I read that like his dad was huge in the Black Power movement. Like, he's a he's an intellectual kid who does poetry and writes songs. Like, this is he's interesting for a big dude. Okay, I didn't read all that. Okay, but yeah, you yeah. might be right. So you like this pick? Uh, to be determined. Look, but I like the fit. I like the fit because we got run on in the middle for a lot last two, year. Two, three, four years in a row. Yeah, you're right. right. So if he can shore that up, I think he's the right guy. But to him and, and Hankins, we've got him for another year. Okay, let's play it out. Further rounds. Do we like the later picks? We got a tight end. I think we reached on him. Okay. They wanted him now. Another Michigan kid, right? Yep. Yep. 
um, productive, but inline tight end, he's not going to light you up. Okay. But in the mold of uh, Jason Witten, and he did some good things for he the Dallas Cowboys. He did. Uh, then they went uh, def- They went outside linebacker, kid out of Texas. Okay. Overstreet, I think. Overshone. Overshone. Okay. And What's his story? He was a, uh, was a safety, quick, fast, uh, sideline to sideline Edge guy. Edge rusher. Could be. Or could could guard multiple multiple uh, receivers. Is he a tight end guarding kind of guy? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Then they got more defensive line help. They got a a, a kid out of I want to say Fresno State, no San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Real athletic, flies Fuoco. around. Samoan fella. What's the position there? Uh, he's going to be a edge rusher. Yep. Okay. I like Samoan ball players. Yeah. 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 And then you have Asim Richards, offensive tackle out of North Carolina. A guy that, that was a good good find in that round, allegedly. Okay. Um, they didn't get a kicker. That's okay. Kickers come on the free agent market all the time. Yep. Getting a kicker early in the draft is a good idea. Is that what the 49ers think? That's what Kyle let's, Shanahan texted. Let's take a shit Bob. on your 49ers real quick. You're gonna what was it, third round you take a kicker? Hold on. I thought it was the third round and I couldn't believe it and I didn't check it just to make sure. It's why why are Smart. we doing a kicker? Good play. Good play. He's no Sebastian Janikowski. I know, right. <laughs> uh third, third round, yeah. 99th pick, Jake Moody. Man, he better be good. Top hundred pick was, on your wasn't kicker. Robbie Gould like really good? Yeah. Did, did I miss something? Did he start missing kicks? I don't He's know. He's been good for a long time. Yeah, he's older, but see, I mean, there's your guy. The, the that's Cowboys who the Cowboys can go get. get him. Yeah, no problem. You can have your rookie. We'll take the guy who's been kicking for like twenty odd years. Yeah, good luck with those field goals and just those field goals. And <laughs> and Trey Lance, by the way, enjoy that. We'll see. Enjoy the Trey Lance experience, Forty we'll er fan. So what? I mean, what do you guys think of the top of the draft to to go more? Micro? I thought that Richardson going four was a huge shock to me. Look, I know he's got the measurables. I get it. But, like, I don't I don't know. That seems like a major reach for a guy without productivity, without accuracy in college, where it's easy to be accurate. Yeah, but the pro, – I mean, and, and the Colts – yeah, the Colts are reaching, but Richardson had no coaching in college. I, I, I and, can and get I, it. And, and I think and a the lot – Colts need a quarterback. And I think a lot of those problems are lack of coaching. Now, can he coach him up? Does he have a big ceiling with all of his physical talents? Sure. I think he has a big ceiling with all his physical talents. And the Colts are an organization that loves to have a franchise quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they they did the Peyton Manning straight into Andrew Luck thing, and then they've kind of been, you know, just wasting time, it seems like, until they could find their next franchise guy going Wentz, Matt Ryan. Oh, wait, Wentz, Rivers, Matt Ryan, yeah. like that's not a murderer's row, but I can understand if they didn't feel like they had a franchise guy, then you got to just pick up a stopgap, and I guess that's what they did. Well, the now scary thing their... is I think every time they thought they had a franchise guy. You think so? Yeah. You I, think they're that dumb? Maybe. I, I think it's Jim Israel experience. I mean, you know? he is, he's a weird dude. He's out there. How come our owners in sports are all so kind of weird? Well, we got you, a lot of weird billionaires out there. You gotta, maybe that's how they get there. Yeah. I need to get weirder. What's the first requisite to being an owner? Tell me. Lots you got to have lots of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fact. 
Yeah. Uh, winners, losers from the draft, team-wise? Winners for sure is Philadelphia. God, they, they really did. Reload. Georgia North? Yeah, five Georgia Bulldogs in the draft. God, yeah, I mean, and, and you want to put Jalen Carter in the best possible position to mature from his stuff and become a good man? Seems he, that's smart. a real good locker room for him. Well, Seems and he's playing with, with all the guys he played with at, at Georgia. Real good man. Yeah, and they're established. And if he doesn't fall into line, they say, you know what? We've already proven we don't we can win without you. Yeah, so sit, see you later. You know, sit the bench. Sit the bench, kid. Yeah, uh, they really did get really good. It's going to be hard to bet against them next year. Well, and then just for shits and giggles, they they trade and pick up Swift. Yeah, from DeAndre the Lions. Swift from the Lions because right. Sanders left. It was kind of there was a, a little little fanfare in him leaving. Well, he wasn't that great, right? Uh, but. DeAndre Swift kind of was. He he's did. been good for the Lions the last couple of years, and they let him go for essentially nothing, and they draft the the, the Gibbs kid early. Right. I think 12 overall, which is yep. kind of head-scratching. Two running backs in the top 12. Which is head-scratching because the last time that a running back went really high, that was Saquon Barkley, and I thought Saquon Barkley at Penn State was the best collegiate running back you know, in all phases. Better than Bijan? I thought he was better in all phases than any other running back I'd ever seen at the time. And now you get Bijan and Gibbs going to, in the top 12, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, wait, I thought we were devaluing the running backs. Well, apparently we're not. Until well, we're not. Some some front offices are not devaluing them. I, I mean, personally, me, if I was running a front office, I'm not drafting a running back in the first round. Unless a Barkley... Or a uh, Derrick Henry comes comes up yeah. unless you unless as a generational running back stay the hell away from him in the first round. Yeah, except for do we know that Bijan Robinson is that guy? I'll like, bet. It, I'll, I think we all like his talent. We all watched him at Texas, but I'm kind of with you. I think you're about to say I'm betting against. I'm him. betting against him. I kind of am too. I, mean, I like the kid. I like the talent, but like you got to stay healthy. You got to have longevity. You got to have blocking, and like he's in Atlanta. With none of that, yeah, I'm a I'm a sell on Bijan. I'm a buy on Anthony Richardson. Yeah, well, interesting. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Maybe you know something we don't. No, no, just a gut feeling. <laughs> uh, you got any big losers? Uh, San Francisco. <laughs> hey, come on. Here's what's really going to be funny next fall: is if uh, Purdy's not ready. Yeah. Right. And then Lance and the Lance has to play. Yep. Yeah. Then what happens? Um, I like Purdy in the in, I like Purdy in the system, but I I still don't know what Purdy's ceiling is. Well, I think you saw it, and it was pretty fucking good. It was not bad. We'll we'll see him get tested in his second season. Yeah, that's right. Once the scouting's out there to know I what mean, throws he can and cannot make. I mean, he's a small guy, but th- but then again, system quarterbacks do well in the systems that are built around them. Speaking of system quarterbacks, and one of the guys that we had always been interested on this show, Stetson Bennett the ninth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God, was I surprised. Fourth round. Fourth round to the Rams. It's such a good pick and such a smart landing spot for that kid, right behind Matt Stafford, where he can learn the position for a minute, and when called upon, like... He's got the brain. I mean, does he? I mean, he's old enough for early onset dementia. Well, you are right. He doesn't necessarily <laughs> need a whole hell of a lot of time. I think he's already 25. Or by the time he plays there, I think he'll be 25. 
But um, I don't know. I think that sounds like a smart, smart uh, call by them. I, I was surprised to see Dugan from TCU get drafted behind him. I, it seemed like, from my eye test, I like Dugan better than... Dugan's a bigger kid, bigger arm. Seems to fit the profile better. Yeah. Ended up with the Chargers, I believe. Yeah. Dugan did. Yep. That's not bad. That's not a bad resting spot. No, just relax. Ryan Herbert. Yeah. Oh, oh never play. Hold his clipboard. Yes. Oh, and talk about awkward moments. How about Will Levis sitting in the green room all oh, night long? That was his, painful. His arrogance in the meetings must have been palpably like, like uh, uh, offensive. Yeah. Because whatever the fuck he did in those interviews, it dropped him what? 30 spots? Easily. Safely? I, you know, I wonder if the top of, top of the draft goes differently. If the Texans don't trade and pick up the third pick to pick a non-quarterback, do we see quarterback, 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 and Will Levis goes? Maybe. Maybe. And it's weird because I don't think anybody thinks that this entire class of quarterbacks is some, you know, 1984 class. No, it's not. It's just not. But every single year, it's, it's, owners get desperate, and you got to have a quarterback. Got to have a quarterback. Well, what if the guy isn't there? Well, I was there in, in D.C. Yeah. when Heath Schuler. Does anybody remember him? I do. University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they needed a franchise quarterback, and they go out and they get Heath Schuler. Oh, this is our guy. And, like, I remember hearing immediately, because I was covering them back then, he can't play. Like, he, he can't throw a 20-yard out, right? So you can't play in the NFL pretty much. You can't play unless you can throw that ball. And he couldn't throw that ball. And they yeah. knew he wasn't the guy in six weeks. Yeah, and, and you look at the top the three of the top four picks. You have Bryce Young, small guy, maybe above 200 pounds, maybe, but small guy. Small guys in the NFL sometimes don't do all that well. Yeah. Number two, you look at C.J. Stroud. The gig on him, maybe not. I'm trying to figure a good way to say maybe not all there. I mean, yeah. the leak on the cognitive test from him that he's that he doesn't have that he's not at the at the higher edge of that. Yeah. Physical skills great, but I mean, I'll I'll trade physical skills for mental acu- acuity. And then you go to Anthony Richardson. What's where's the tape on him? He looked he didn't look all that great in college. To your no, point, he did not. But we're all top four pick. Uh. It's it's just they're reaching. Everybody is looking for that. You know striking gold with a quarterback and they seem to always forget that you might find them in the sixth round or the end of the seventh. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant. The the seventh? Purdy. Rock oh, Purdy. that was Purdy. Sure, sure, sure. My bad. <laughs> hey, switching gears. Um, have you been plugged into the NBA playoffs? A little bit. Yeah. It's really good, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow is right. Okay. So I got, I got four, four storylines that I think um, have really been everything. Number one is injuries. I mean, we we saw everybody from Giannis to Derek Fox, Chris Paul went down last night, stars getting hurt. That has been the underlying story of these playoffs. Last night, Embiid doesn't play. Harden goes ballistic for 45, and that leads me to my second big storyline for the NBA playoffs so far. Those dudes, like, you know, if you're that guy, they are the, the, the that guys are having that guy kind of performances. And we've seen it. You saw Jimmy Butler a week ago. You saw Harden last night. You saw Jokic 
last night. We've seen some incredible performances. Curry dropping a 50-burger in a Game 7. Do you want to go down the list of players that have dropped a 50-burger in a Game 7 in NBA playoffs? It starts and ends with, with Steph Curry, just and one. it's only happened just, just the other day. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. And, like, you're watch- any night, it seems like, you can watch a game and see Jimmy Butler go for 50-odd, and if you just got landed on this planet, you'd go, that's the best fucking basketball player in the world. But then you might tune in the next day. Or two hours later. Yeah, it's like last <laughs> night, yeah. Like, yeah, it might be the later game. And you see a star performance get, like, upgraded by the next guy. Yeah. The, the you know, that guys have played like that guy. Anthony Davis for the Lakers seems like he's like superhuman. So that's some of his some of his defensive efforts. So he would have been in the most likely to be injured category coming into this. And instead, he and LeBron have stayed healthy. And it's like all of these younger, you know, studs who've gotten injured. I skipped over Kawhi on the injury front, by the way. And he was in the that dude situation mm-hmm. like in the first two games of that sun series he looked scarily like old Kawhi, like freakishly like old Kawhi. two-end player i'm just too strong for anybody who guards me i'm too strong on the glass you can't score on me like it was terrifying to see Kawhi look like that and then like a lightning bolt he's gone that's the thing you you lose your bell cow you're you're done you're done. I, I don't care if you're a number one or number two seed. You lose your bell cow, you're done. Well, like New York. They lost Julius Randle? Right. But he's he's a fake bell cow. Okay. I don't – honestly, there is some Ewing theory potential with him, and, and I don't just mean because he's a Nick. The Ewing theory is that sometimes teams are actually better off without their ball-necessitating superstar. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 99 – um, yes, the 99 Knicks lost Patrick Ewing right before the playoffs, and Allen Houston, Latrell, Sprewell, and their guard play wound up coming up, and that's how they wound up getting to the NBA Finals and then getting their ass kicked against the Spurs. That's the Ewing theory. Julius Randle, kind of a fake superstar. Like, I don't think, that, I don't think not having him is going to hurt. But then you have Joel Embiid not playing game one last night, Bob, and James Harden who a week ago against Brooklyn looked like he couldn't elevate on his layups. Like, he looked like he was, like, gravity had finally gotten to him. And then he goes for 45 last night with a game-winning three on Al Horford's nuts. And it's like, okay, so James Harden... Still can play. Still a superstar. (laughs) Okay. And, you know, Curry, like, okay, I, I cannot say enough about the dude, right? Like, first off, who doesn't love watching that guy play? Anyone? Do you see that shot where he's, it's like he leaves the floor at the foul line and goes horizontal and falls to the ground? And yes. Just... The touch is insane. The ball handling is insane. The, at the end of that game, seven, as he split a double team and then lost the ball and then split another double team, like dribbling through four guys like he's flipping Bob Cousy and making a layup. You just can't say enough about how good he is and how much his leadership has has meant to that team and how at this age 
he honestly seems to be better than he was five years ago. Well, he's stronger. He has gotten so For much sure. That is the big difference. Yeah. He plays through contact way better than he ever used to. His layups, his mid-range game, and that's all his strength, right? Yep. Um, he needs help against the Lakers. It can't just be him. Like, Clay Thompson is going to have to turn back into Clay Thompson. Right. Jordan Poole is going to need to do something. Mm -hmm. Their younger guys on the bench, Kaminga and Moody, are going to have to contribute. And Draymond is going to have to keep playing better basketball than just running around playing defense. He's going to have to make some shots. Yeah. Um, if they get a performance like they got out of Kevon Looney, where he was getting 20 boards a game in that series, which was bananas, then I like their chances to beat the Lakers. There's a chance they could run them straight off the floor. But the Lakers aren't going to go down easy, man. No. Uh, Davis is playing great, to your point. And, look, the Lakers solidified their bench at the trade deadline, and it's making a difference. I mean, it, I would not underestimate them. They can absolutely beat the Warriors. Because the Warriors can't count on 50 from Steph every single night. Right. And, and it was interesting, the storyline coming into that series with the Kings was Warriors can't win on the road. What did they do? They got the one they needed. <laughs> they yeah. got two they needed. Yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, it's just... you're right. Um, I love watching the Warriors. I absolutely adore watching the Warriors. But I want to give some props to Sacramento because they gave the champs everything they could. Oh, yeah. They really did. Oh, yeah. That team is on the come up. Yeah. And they're like one, maybe two moves away from being a number one seed next year. They are that good. Yeah, I mean, I just feel, leaving aside individual performance, I think that was a inexperience versus experience Yeah, situation. in a game seven. Yeah. yeah. And, by the way, props to Mike Brown, former San Antonio Spurs assistant coach and one of the absolute nicest human beings on the planet Earth. Uh, and coach of the year. He deserved it. Yeah. Unanimous coach of the year. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. Good for him. Um, switching it up a little bit. Uh, Memphis goes down, swinging. Yeah. At people's nuts. <laughs> and today I read, just on the way into the office, that Dylan Brooks, they have announced, the Grizzlies have just announced, they're not bringing him back under any circumstances. Mm. Talk about burning some bridges. Guess so. Holy shit. Like, I understand being an instigator. It worked for Dennis Rodman. It, it works in basketball. Time immemorial. Lance Stevenson. Remember, he, he was the guy who thought that he could get under... LeBron's skin. Blow in his ear. And then he blew in his ear, and it's like, okay, you jumped the shark, Lance. <laughs> yeah. That's what Dylan Brooks just did. Like, he was an agitator. He was an irritant. He was a good defensive player. Even the little bit of shit talk I'm cool with. But, like, he jumped the shark in this series, and he hurt his team. And the Grizzlies are like, we're done with you. And you know what I'm thinking? Because I'm a Spurs fan. You know who'd be a pretty good bodyguard for Victor Wembanyama? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, because Dylan Brooks done back down from a damn thing. Like, yeah, he's a mess upstairs, but we need a bodyguard if we should get Victor. Yeah. I mean, shot, what, 31% from the field during that series? He did not have a good series. But, yeah, just, just let him defend for somebody else. What's up with the kicking in the nuts and the punching in the nuts? That might be the last of my four storylines from this NBA postseason. What's up with that? It's not cool. Lay off other people's balls, man. Yeah. You're grown men. Like, <laughs> fight fair. Well, I mean, it's, it's never a good go-to move. It really is. Whether you're a, really a toddler is. or a grown man. It's just so below the belt. Hey! I mean. Hence the term. Uh, <laughs> such a bad idea. 
Um, I, that's the, that might be another storyline. It's been like heroes and villains in this, in this, uh, Playoffs, right? I feel like Dylan Brooks tried to manufacture himself a villain. I totally agree. And then he went too far. Yep. And now he's going to play with Stefan Mulberry in China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be. Might be. He's a pretty good ball player. My guess is somebody picks him up. The heroes have really been heroes. Yep. And like the guys you expect to be heroes have really stepped up, with the possible exception of Giannis. But, you know, he, Giannis missed two games due to injury. He's beat up. Um, and they were giving him shit about their exit and what that means. The, was it a failure? I thought his answer was great. I did too. It's, it's just because we didn't win doesn't make the year an entire failure. I'm sorry. Yeah. It makes the results disappointing, right? right? Obviously. But, like, you can still learn something. If you're a sportscaster in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, are you a failure because you're not at the pinnacle of your your? Right. Game? No, that's not how that works. Right. Only one team wins it all every year. Yeah. So 29 other teams are full-on failures? No, come on, man. It doesn't work like that. Um, you know, Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Coach Bud, they have decisions to make because they have to get better for Giannis's prime. And Giannis mm-hmm. is certainly going to put the pressure on them to do so. And they have some moves that they can make, and I expect them to do it in the offseason. I hope that removing Coach Bud isn't one of them, but that is all the talk uh, in the NBA circles is that they think Coach Bud is going to be the one to be replaced in Milwaukee. Hope it doesn't happen. Well, come back to us. Yeah, I mean, we've certainly got a spot available. He's got a senior in high, junior in high school here. Yeah, at, at Alma Heights, no doubt. Come on. Um, I can't believe that I just did the heroes and villains thing and I forgot to talk about Nikola Jokic. He's just... Holy shit. And what's funny is, and I remember this conversation we had on air, you said no one's scared of him. It's true. Is anybody scared of him right now? It's weird. He doesn't intimidate people because he doesn't do it the way Shaq does it. Well, no one did. But the stuff that he does, the, the shots he makes, the touch he exhibits, the passing, he is the best concentric offensive player in the NBA. Like... Everything. Every time he gets a touch, you can be positive that you're going to get something good out of it because of his vision, because of his shooting, his he ability just, to draw fouls. He does everything. His IQ. His IQ is off the charts. Did you by any chance see, there's a great video online, and listeners, see if you can find it. Jokic's brothers, and he has like a billion of them, all show up at this gym, and they're... They're, I don't know, probably between 16 and 25 years of age. All tall, white, skinny Serbian kids. And they go to some ghetto run. And these guys are fouling the shit out of these skinny Serbian kids. And the Serbian kids are running them. And one of the guys goes up for a layup and he gets hammered. Just just mauled. And he plays through the foul and makes it. And the guy who fouled him says, I, I called foul. He's like, I don't give fouls. You have to kill me to get a foul. We don't call fouls. I'm from Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> and you watch the way Jokic plays and performs in these big moments. There's no fear, like, whatsoever. Nah. Like, you grew up in a war-torn country. Like, right. you've seen worse. Yeah. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, he talk about perspective and getting it. 
He, yeah. he gets to make millions and millions of dollars and play basketball. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm watching the video. It's awesome, right? We only call foul, you kill. <laughs> we only call foul, you kill. When you die. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's really great. Oh, um, my God. I know we got to get out of here. Um, any idea who's winning the NBA championship? Because I'll answer first. I have no idea. I have no idea. If I'd had to bet on it, Three days ago, I would have said Boston versus Golden State. Now, I don't know about Boston, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be Denver. But I don't freaking know. It's going to be a really, really bad time I mean, in Boston if they it, don't. Yeah. Would it surprise you if Miami gets to the final? Not the way they're playing. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to get through New York, okay? Yeah. Uh, I just don't think New York has enough, um, especially without Randall. But then if they match up against Boston or Philly? I'll give you the final four. I think it's Miami, Boston, and it's Denver and Golden State. You think Golden State gets through L.A.? I do. I'm just telling you, I've watched the playoffs since 1981, and I can never remember being in the second round and having this much. No clear favorite? Yeah. Like, I, I... just don't have any inkling as to who the best team is. Makes it fun. It does. Boys, this was fun. Absolutely. Oh, you had a quick golf story. Yeah, did you play oh, some golf? Oh, quick golf story. Quick golf story. So uh, about 10 days ago, I go out to Brian Gathright, one of the best golf coaches probably in the state, certainly in our region. Okay. Uh, former coach of Jimmy Walker on the tour, former coach of Nota Begay on the tour. He's telling me after the lesson, he says, you know, I really want to get one of my guys back out there on the PGA Tour. I want to make one more run with one of my studs. And I was like, GJ, you know, any idea? He's like, well, Mac Meisner's about to do something really special. Hey, friend of the show. You're thinking of Mitchell, his brother. Brother. His brother. That's right. Cool. We had Mitchell on a few months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to try to get us Mac. Going to be harder to get. Because three days after Gathright told me he's going to do something special, he shot 59 on the Corn Ferry. Oh, boy. 59. Went seven under his last seven to shoot 59. It's pretty salty. Unbelievable. Wow. Congratulations to you, Matt. Love it. The next time you have inside information, could you, like, hook a brother up? (laughs) Throw a bat on it. (laughs) A little training. I should have thought of it. Boys and girls, make sure you like and subscribe. Richie, Bob, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it, guys. Thanks. Peace out. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. It feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good. <laughs>